listening to the Power Post Game Report, where we talk all things power. And I am your host, as always, Triple D. And across from me, as always, is this is uh, your boy Carlos D. What's good, world? How you holding up, man? We're we're getting closer to the to the finale. I mean, I'm just waiting for it. Counting down the stretch. Uh, counting down the days until we get until we finally can say this is all over. You know, it's uh-huh. been it's been a good run. It's been a good six years for the most part but i'm actually ready for it to end so i'm, I'm looking really? to see how they're gonna finally close it out you uh you fully off board for the spinoff oh no I'm, i'll probably watch the spinoff depend especially um as we see in this episode depending on where they go with the spinoff uh because it can go down we always thought it was gonna be one way but i think it can go a different way and if it goes the different way i would be more interested in watching that than okay. um than what people think it's gonna be Okay. I'm anxious. I'm anxious to see what your uh, what your different way is. Okay, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, today we are here, as always, to talk about uh, what this is. Episode thirteen, thirteen of the fifteen, season six, season six, episode thirteen. It's all your fault. But before we get into that, quick shot of a uh, quick bit of business. I have a sponsor this week. Nope. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm hitting you with a curveball. <laughs> this week, we are brought to you by Captured by a Rose Photography. Uh, if you live in the DMV area and you need some photography done, be sure to check them out. Uh, ran by a good friend of ours. Um, if you need anything done, Captured by a Rose is here to capture pictures that are worth a thousand words. Book your pregnancy, newborn, graduation, engagement, birthday, or family photo shoot today. You can find them on Facebook under Captured by a Rose and on Instagram as Captured period by period a period Rose. And just so you know, all pregnancy and newborn photo shoots, a portion of the proceeds will support the March of Dimes. So not only will you be getting a a nice photo set, you'll also be donating to a good cause. Uh, Yeah, man, you guys be sure to go check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the work if you're in the DMV area. Uh, Give them a look up. And uh, they can meet your needs. Awesome, awesome, man. Good. Shout out to that business. What, right. what, say it one more time. What's this? Captured by a rose, correct? Captured by a rose. Gotcha. All right. All right. Before we, uh, what, what are your initial thoughts on this episode? I mean, I feel like they they pulling that good good episode, bad episode thing again. I thought thought about last week's episode. I won't say necessarily that it was bad in general, but it, I think it was just too much time devoted to a character that nobody really cared yeah. about. Yeah, um, so fair. this episode, by definition, was going to be much better because it was it was almost solely focused around one of the most popular characters on the show. Outside right. of Ghost, everybody loves Tommy. Some people love Tommy more than they love Ghost. So it, it was going to be hard. They'd have to really, really screw up to make a Tommy-centered episode bad. And they, for the most part, I would say I, I enjoyed the episode. There were some plot holes, of course, because there's always some plot holes. But I also think they, they, they went out of their way to close some loops on some things that people were scratching their head about, especially when it, as it came to the season uh, episode ten, the mid season finale. So I, I enjoyed it because um, I'm a Tommy fan. I enjoyed it because we got some good. Re- we actually got a resolution with a character that people actually care about, um, and it was positive. Uh, so what was your thoughts? What was your initial thoughts? Uh, pretty much the same. Once I once I pieced together from the the previous long the previously on power uh, snippet before the show. Uh, yeah, I figured, okay, this is going to be about Tommy. So, um, I, I was, I was in, I was on board. Like I said, I, I didn't hate last week's episode, but I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Um, they, they really try to make us 
care about a character that they didn't care if we cared about until they <laughs> threw them in the mix. Um, I give up on like people. Uh, get up this morning. It's it's not even nine o'clock and people like, yo, this power. Oh my gosh, yo, Tommy, this. And it's like, so y'all don't y'all y'all just have no self control. So I, I guess own it. But I mean, Bruh. if this is what we're doing now, I'd rather you guys just announce that you have no self control. Uh, but that's why I literally it's the first thing I do when I wake up on Sunday morning. Like I don't I don't get on my phone. I don't do anything else. I normally watch it uh, in, in the bottom of where I live. So I go all the way down there. I I, I I turn everything on, close the word out, and then the first thing I do is watch it because I'm not one of, I, I, don't, I don't like people spoiling stuff for me. And I know people are prone. I don't know if they just are dicks. I don't know if they're just so excited. Or I don't know. It's just this, this world we live in now where everybody wants to be first to comment on something or give their thoughts about something. So uh, I always just go straight to watching the show before I do anything. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I take care uh, of my bodily yeah. needs and things like that, but I go straight to right. the show. Right. I, which is what I normally try to do. Um, but I, I think the, uh, the upside and it's semi unrelated, but uh, we got a bit of good news at the, the day of this recording. Um, yeah. We got good news that uh, a new family member of the, to our circle of friends was on the way. And ended up arriving. Um, I don't know. I think they'd be okay with us shouting them out on the on the uh, pod. Uh, well, I know that uh, Renee, uh, Renee, she Renee on this show. She listens yeah. to our show. She listens to uh, our podcast. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think there has been any that I'd heard any bad things that she wouldn't want to talk about. No health issues that I know of. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't know the full story. Um, but I think I don't think she, I think she'll be fine with a shout out. Just you know, okay, if nothing else, you just hit her with a. Congratulations, and right? And a happy birthday to the young princess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you know, there's a bit of good news as far as the episode in general. Um, I had mixed feelings about it the first time I watched it. I actually ended up watching it twice. Mm. Um, once for for note taking, and another time uh, while I was in the kitchen cooking uh, for the week and everything. Um, and it wasn't until the second time that I, I kind of made sense of exactly what I was feeling. Because by the time I was finished with it, I was like, it's a good episode. And that was the other thing with Facebook. A lot of people were super hype. And um, while I, I thought it was a great episode, I didn't feel that hype. And it wasn't until the second the, the second viewing that I realized why. But we'll, we'll get to that thought at the very end. Um, you ready to dive into this? Let's get it, man. All right. So we open up with uh, pretty much revelation that Tommy's episode is taking place right after the stabbing of Benny. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tommy, uh, you know, Tommy could have went legit and started a cleaning company because no one cleans up a messy murder scene quite like Tommy Egan. Goodness, there was so much blood in that hallway. Exactly. Also that coupled with the fact that he has the most um, uh, unconvenienced neighbors of all time. Yeah. I, I'm thinking he must own the building. He must own the entire building, but he just lives in that one section because <laughs> all that blood that was pouring out, nobody was walking in the halls. Right. At all. Yeah. Super weird. Um, but th- I think one of the coolest things about this was this show has its ups and downs when it comes to continuity. Mm-hmm. And I will say that one of the like kind of low key greatest continuity things that's come up. This is like the second or third time was the use of 
the ambulance company, his shell company mm-hmm. that he was using to launder money, um, that Connie gave him, what, like a season and a half ago after just meeting him? Yeah. Uh, she gives Oh, when well, she told him to hook up the Jewish people. Yeah, and like get, start your own little kind of yeah. ambulance business. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that like on multiple occasions he's been able to use that to get out of some some serious jams has been super dope. Um, so like I said, this is this is right after the the murder of Benny, um, and we also get the revelation that you know, this is also kind of right after the death of Keisha. So this is this is still dealing with the fallout of Keisha's murder, Tommy. Um, and we see him meet up with mom. Mm-hmm. Real quick, um, real quick. I also yeah. like to see how he threw in they they threw in the BG stuff to make it yeah. seem like he just didn't forget him. Like immediately when he was loading the body up to get rid of Benny, he did call BG up and was like, "Yo, yeah. BG, where you at, man? I need your help." So it wasn't a situation where we thought Tommy just said, "Forget about BG." Right. He really didn't know the guy was dead. So right. I thought that was cool. But yeah, go to he meets his mom, um, and that that kind of started the episode going down a, a certain path. Go for it. I was just saying, I mean, you just saw in his mom, she picks him up. Uh, she, um, and, and he goes to her, he tells her that ghost, basically ghost killed Keisha. That's why Keisha isn't around. That's why Keisha couldn't pick him up. And to me, this led down the path of Kate actually being a kind of more of a positive role model for him, even though she hadn't, wasn't necessarily the best voice of reason of him growing up. Right. When she was like trying to explain to him like, well, yo, why would ghosts do this? Ghost has been your brother. Ghost has always looked out for you. You and Ghost have always been tied to each other. So why would Ghost have any reason to kind of kill your lady? It doesn't really make sense for him to do that, especially when Ghost is starting down the path of, you know, this legitimate business that he was going down to of being lieutenant governor. So I was I was shocked that, you know, Kate actually was making some sense a lot of times throughout this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, bless you. Thank um, you. So pretty much that's, that's all that really needs to be said about that. Uh, we get the return of Elise Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is with her aunt Dolores, and we we get really quick that Elisa Marie is is very smart. She she knows the game. She's pretty much breaking down like look, something's up. Uncle Benny's not back. I know the deal. What's good with this? Right. Uh, aunt Dolores is pretty much doing what doing what you're supposed to do uh, in these scenarios where it's just like you know we're just trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you on the level and we get the return of Vincent. Uh, Vincent is pretty much aware that Benny has kind of gone missing and he's pretty much doing damage control. He's doing a preemptive strike, just letting her know that like, yeah, I had nothing to do with this. And not only did I have nothing to do with this, I'm actually willing to help you out. Despite the fact your brother punked me um, a couple nights ago, but that's neither here nor there. We get new, we get news that um, the real reason that he's there is because he hasn't talked to uh, the big bad Uncle Carlo, mm-hmm. who is, I guess, he's the man around here because Vincent's face drops immediately. Uh, what would you think of the introduction, the introduction of uh, Aunt Dolores and the return of Vincent? I, mean, I, I like that they added this new character, um, especially when we talked to a later scene where she kind of interacts with Elisa Marie. Because I feel like she was like one of the only adults that was kind of open with a child. Like, she didn't try to hide nothing from her. She didn't try to, like, uh, make it seem like the kid was stupid or didn't understand anything. So, I liked the fact that she was open with her. Um, the return of Vincent, I, I like that they also introduced his uncle, Car- at least the, the thought of Uncle Carlo. 
because they never really explained why Benny was so quick to back down from, from I'm not Benny Vince was so quick to back down from Benny when they was when Benny helped uh, Ghost and Tommy out when uh, Vince had got the drop on him. Like yeah. they didn't really explain why Benny was so powerful. Benny was so um, somebody that shows that people should be so afraid of. Because all we had seen Benny before, we knew he was like in the you know a bad guy for lack of better words. But we didn't know the scope of his power until he showed up and broke up that meeting. So it was right. good to see that we know that now we have this, this this Uncle Carlo, who I guess is the head of one of the New York families in the mafia, and the reach that he had, and why Benny was so powerful, um, and his dealings with Vincent. Right. Um, so yeah, my first thought was like, okay, Uncle Carlo's a scary dude. So we'll we'll see what comes of this, and and I'm also glad that like I think as much flack as we've kind of given these past few episodes, um, especially episode ten. I'm glad that we're now getting a whole lot of loose ends covered up because the way things were shaping up, it was, it was really weird how Benny just gets killed and it's never spoken of again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm glad that we, we, you know, we stuck with it and we're getting a lot, a lot of answers, a lot of questions answered. Also, yeah. Also, we, I think we keep forgetting as the viewer, how short amount of time that is happening, even though it seemed we waiting weeks and weeks for it to play out, you know, real time for us. But, in the scope of the show, I think it's maybe three or four days that all of these last, four, you know, from episode about like eight or nine until right. then has been maybe about a week. Um, right. So I think I think that's kind of I think that's throwing us off because it was like, oh, we haven't seen Elisa Marie since like episode six when or whenever Proctor got killed. And then we thought they, they had forgot about her. Meanwhile, they were playing a long game to set us up for, you know, these final episodes. Yeah. So um, from there. We go back to Kate's house where Tommy still and, you know, obviously it it feels like a still to us. But in reality, they've looped back a few days. So Tommy, um, in his mind, is still still blaming Ghost for pretty much everything imploding on him. Um, Kate still being the voice of reason, just like this. This doesn't sound like him at all. And uh, we get the we get the, the quick nod that Tommy's. Tommy's about to, for for once in this series, Tommy's actually thinking of packing up and bailing. Um, he goes to, to California. Well, no, excuse me. He gets the idea to go to California and uh, name drops Rodolfo, who um, I'm actually glad this came back around because honestly, when they when that scene happened earlier in this series, in the season, I was just like, it, it just felt like a weird throwaway scene. Like, why why do we need this random connect? just for us to never come back to this guy or whatever. Right. Um, so that was a good, like good little callback. Um, and Kate doing pretty much the opposite of what Tina did for Dre, where it was just like, you don't like I, your family's here. So let's stay here as opposed to Tina's your family's willing to roll. So let's roll mm-hmm. like stay where your family is. Um, right, and a part of that was her own selfishness when right. she was like, "When am I supposed to get my coke from on the streets?" So yeah. I think it was more the fact that she didn't want to lose out on her connect to her drugs, which is her son, as opposed to thinking about her son possibly having a better life. Because, and I guess she also doesn't know the full history or the story of him and Ghost. Right. Um, that he doesn't really have a family anymore. He he strived for a family. He kept trying to make a family. He tried with Holly. He tried with Keisha. Uh, to make his own personal family, and both of those flamed out. You know, they both ended in the girls 
both dying, you know, one by his hand, one by another person's, and then he she doesn't realize that the rift that he, that she has that he's ha- that he has with at this point Tariq, Tommy, and Ghost, not Tommy shit, Tariq, Tasha, and Ghost, um, and then at that point she's his only family, and I don't think he ever really considered her family in the sense that I think in that short time that he was with his father he felt con- more connected to him than he has with a whole life of Kate. Yeah, yeah, and I think mainly because. Um, despite the fact that he was clearly shady, Teresi, for the most part, kept it 100 with him, as opposed to Kate, who, while she semi, she did basic motherly stuff, she she was not that real with him, for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I totally can see that. So, uh, we hop back across town to Aunt Dolores' house, where at least Marie finally decides to hear for herself what's on this chip. And, um, as this episode goes on, honestly, I was just like, Elisa Marie might be <laughs> one of the smartest characters on the show, or she was the most she was the most smartly written, mm-hmm. um, complete like just logic. It was like, oh man, fresh logic. Look at that. It's not quite lost. Um, she pieces together what's what's on the tape with who's involved, and Aunt Dolores. Um, Giving her free game, like you, you can do, you can go guns blazing with this, but let's play the smart game. Um, they they don't expect most much from us because we're smart women, so let's be smart, but let's do it under the radar. And they pretty much get to work on uh trying to connect these dots themselves. Um, how did you feel about that in the ensuing scene with uh Tariq? Yeah, I thought, like I said, I thought this was a uh, I really enjoyed this Aunt Dolores character because in this scene, like I said, she showed that uh, she didn't treat like Elise Marie like she was a dummy. She didn't like try to shield her from because she was a child. She, this was one of the few examples in this show where adults were like open and honest with a child and didn't kind of fall back on this. I'm trying to protect you kind of thing. And that is better. It's easier to protect her. if She knows like the full story or she has a full understanding of kind of what to expect. Also like the little speech she gave her about how, oftentimes women have to kind of like and they shouldn't have to but the society we live in they kind of have to downplay uh their abilities or downplay their ideas or their smartness so that men won't feel like intimidated by it um so i i, I like that game she was kicking to her um and like i said it leads into the next scene um it, it, which to me showed two things because as smart as elisa marie is it still showed that she was 11 and very naive um uh, as it came to thinking who Thinking who people like thinking of whether people are truly her friend or are people do people she barely knows have her best interest at heart. Yeah. So, very, yeah, go not, saying, go so what do what you think about that that the whole scene with Tyreek? And real quick, that actor I don't know if he is supposed to be so wooden, but Michael that was yeah. whatever. That was some yeah. of the worst acting I have ever seen in that scene from him. The little wow. girl was way better. Um, of course, the, the Aunt Dolores is a she's been in a lot of stuff. She's a really good actress, yeah. but he, he was horrible in that scene. Yeah, um, like I, I, I try to reserve myself because I, I don't want to feel like I'm or sound like I'm hating, but the, he's stiff. He's super stiff, and he's, and I, I by I'm by no means a talented actor, but I feel like I'm old enough and I've watched enough diverse stuff like you know diverse movie and tv stuff 
that it's just like I have an appreciation for acting. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not into theater or anything like that, but it's really hard to to not crit- criticize someone who seems to only have two levels. And it's this one level he displays 95% of the time and then his other level which is extreme anger and aggression where he gets to drop f words. So yeah, no, you you're absolutely right. He's he's super stiff and they're 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 crushing him in this scene. Um just like you said, it, it's it's a really good tra- you know, um not transition, but it's a really good kind of focal point of Elise Marie being naive to a degree, like still wanting to see the good in people, but Aunt Dolores being like, yeah, this, he helped you once, but there's no guarantee that he'll do it again. Right. And and her pretty much tearing him to shreds. Right. Like, Just caught him out of all his bullshit. Like, yeah. Clearly can see he lying. Clearly, like, saying that he will just wants, for whatever reason, he's like, give me the evidence. And she's like, nah, nah, hold, hold down, bro, bro. Uh, I think you had something to do with this. I think it's mighty convenient that, convenient that all of a sudden you want to take some little girl you barely know off a of hot chocolate and how there was no forced entries in the apartment. Like she solved the crime that the police Kevin hasn't seemed to be able to solve in however many weeks it's been since Proctor died in one right. five minute conversation with Tyree. You also got to remember that she's part of the gang. She's True. part of the life. So, True. You know, it, it wouldn't be much for her to just be like, yeah, I've, I've done this before. Um, but again, credits to acting because you actually see Elisa Marie processing this like, wait a minute, like, you see her kind of look off into the distance, like, was he a part of this? Mm-hmm. You know, because up until that point, like, this is the boy that saved me. Um, because it's it's a legit statement. He did save her from getting gunned down because at that point, like, obviously, we, seen, we saw what happened in this episode when Tommy comes face-to-face with her. But I, there's no doubt in my mind, you go back a few episodes – when Tommy runs up in that house looking for Proctor, if she's there, she's dead. Period. Oh, of course, of course. You know what I mean? So just to see her kind of process that, like, yeah, you, like, you saved my life, but you definitely, like, did you get my dad killed? Like, her her trying to put that together. Um, from there, you know, Tommy does, not Tommy, excuse me, Tariq uh, goes to meet up with, uh, with Tommy. Um, and is, although the acting is flat, the writing finally kind of worked in his favor. Like this is probably like the smartest Tariq has sounded in this, in this, this recent arc of his, where he's just like, look, you've been made. They have a recording. I've been exposed, but just the way he, he processes it and delivers it to, to Tommy. I was just like, this is probably like the best, like tactical mind of Tariq that we've seen in a while. Um, he, he was being real smart about it. He's just like, okay, I understand you're upset and everything, but we need to figure out. And he he never says it completely, but he tells him that, like, look, I know you want to kill Ghost, but you can't do it right now because we need to figure out where this other this other recording is. And it's probably like the best logic of Tariq we've seen this season. Um, What did you think of that interaction in broad daylight and wide open? Yeah, I mean, I agree, I agree with you as far as like him being him, him being logical, but I also show, I also think this shows that Sarik is like a true psychopath or sociopath or whatever it may be because he you know he was quick to introduce the idea of I know where they live to kind of sick Tommy on them. Knowing what Tommy, right. I mean, at this point he know what Tommy is capable of, and he know if he tells Tommy where to find those people, Tommy gonna you know do what Tommy does 
and more likely those right. people going to end up dying. So I, I feel like he just uh, this kind of really showed that he just does not care about anything anymore other than making sure that he doesn't get in any type of trouble or nothing comes back on him. So I don't know if that's more him just kind of leading down the path of being like the next ghost is what everybody's talking about or you know is it a combination of ghost and Kanan mixed together or what it may be but he definitely was basically sick in Tommy on yeah. on on, a, on Elise Marie and whoever else may be in that house when he sent Tommy there I I hadn't even fully like I I'm, I definitely picked up on that but I never really fully processed it the way you just kind of broke it down um yeah uh pretty much setting Tommy up to be a, an unknowing gun was definitely right out of Ghost's playbook. Um, and that comes from Tariq knowing, just like you said, knowing what Tommy's capable of and knowing his habits when he's when he's got uh, a bullseye on something. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there we go to... Also, this was this was 20, 24 hours with Tommy. We got 24 hours with Dre and 24 hours with... Well, he we got a few days with Dre. We got 24 hours with Paz. This was 24 hours with Tommy. Um... So we go from there to Truth uh, for uh, James St. Patrick announcing his lieutenant governor candidacy. And it was good to see that there actually was some security in Truth. Um, Literally. Clearly, All I took from that entire scene was like, one time Truth actually had some people that was on the lookout for suspicious characters and chased the suspicious person off. That's all I got out of the whole scene. Because I was like, when I saw the guard look at him and like start walking towards him, I'm like, what the hell? They actually have people with truth that's protecting this place. You know what's even funnier about that? Tommy had nothing to do with the, the robbery of truth or anything like that. Ghost gave them his picture. Like, that's the only way, because they, they made him. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, they even, both those both those security guards made him. <laughs> Which, all I could think of was some some pre, pre-announcement thing where he's got all the staff together and he, he holds up a picture of Tommy and says, if anybody sees this man, please apprehend him. Right. He is crazy, and that's all I'm going to say. Um, I also found it weird that while they did move in his direction, they didn't come outside, like, at all, to, like, look for him. That was super strange to me. Um, so Tommy walks out into a, a waiting Blanca Rodriguez, who immediately starts playing hardball. Um, but this is this is also um, grimy maneuver Blanca at this point. Uh, she first she gives Tommy Keisha's uh, a few of Keisha's belongings recovered from the crime scene. Um, then she pretty much offers Tommy's. Uh, th- this blew my mind. She pretty much told Tommy. I know you killed a guy, but if you give me Ghost or whoever killed Keisha, I'll let you walk for that guy, which makes no sense whatsoever to me. Um, there's a whole lot of, like, we just have to accept the moves that they're making, but there it, it's, it's really weird how blatantly corrupt some of these moves are being made that we're just kind of being asked to sort of accept and Blanca has been making a lot of crazy corrupt moves. What did you feel about that? I mean, I, I, it wasn't really no difference than her and Dre. 
she gave Jay, Dre a good out of jail free car when yeah. Dre was at the scene of a murder too. So I don't know what got into her thing that made her with this hard on for ghosts. But it seems like everybody just gets infected with this thing where they want to take ghosts down and they be willing to do anything or get, or let anybody else skate or walk if it means they can grab ghosts. So I wasn't shocked by her behavior. Um, and I wasn't shocked by Tommy's response to it. it was like, basically, look, and this is what more people need to realize this. You know, if anybody's ever approached by the police and unless they are handcuffing you, then they don't got nothing to arrest you on. Don't talk to them. Don't give them any information. Either put your hands out and say, arrest me and take me away or they going or, or walk away from them. And that's exactly what Tommy did. He basically said, look, I don't talk, you know, thanks for the, whatever the material you gave me. I don't talk to police. I don't work with police. And she was like, well, I can still get you for, you know, X, Y, Z. Or she tried to bluff him. And he was like, put his hands out. Like, you know, arrest me then. If that's what the kid, and that's what people need to do. Stop talking to police. Stop interacting with police. Don't let police trick you and trap you into uh, telling on yourself. Which is all 100%. However, if I if I ever put pen to paper and write either a screenplay or a TV series or something like that, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to have them go through that that thing, pretty much what, what happened here, and it's happened in a lot of other TV shows and movies. And I'm going to do the thing where they put their hands out, like, well, go ahead and, rel- and arrest me. And now I'm going to have them get arrested off of something else that they actually have them on, just for the shock of it. Like, I don't know, but my, my, I don't know. I, th- I like weird stuff like that. Hey. Um, so Tommy gets in the car, checks Keisha's effects. Well, actually, no, excuse me. Before he does that, uh, he he this is him also just being given the news that um, Poncho's body has been connected to him. Um, and he calls BG and immediately assumes that BG ratted on him. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't murder my man's name for no reason. Disrespecting the great BG for no man. reason. And this was this was one of those things where just like Tommy is truly crazy, and again, I've never claimed to be a street dude. I understand, and I would adhere to certain codes, but um, yeah, I don't blame Spank at all because Tommy's crazy. But uh, but in, in his defense, real quick, it does make sense because Tommy is at the scene of the arrest. He sees Tubik get picked up. He sees Spank get picked up. He sees the uh, um, Latino dude get picked up. Who's missing from this situation? BG. He's been calling BG for several days, or at least we see them early in the show call BG. At, like, where are you? You know, looking for a um, help or something. And then all of a sudden, Blanco tells him about a dead body who BG saw him shoot. So, I, I, as crazy as he is, I don't. I, I can see why he would came to the fact that I've been looking for my dude. He know about all this stuff. This police officer just told me about a body that only like four people know about, and I know three of mine, two of mine jail. So I would, I would think BG had did it too if I was him. Yes and no. Like I agree, but also I disagree because for the most part, every time something has gone sideways with Tommy, he blames everybody. You know what I'm saying? We've seen him take down multiple people just off of impulse so like the fact that i i honestly i honestly even though he's even with him seeing spanking two bit get get you know what i'm saying get get caught up like that i would expect him to to jump to them first 
You know what I'm saying? Because he saw them get arrested. To me, it makes more sense. It's just like, well, these dudes just went down without me. So, and and it, it was it was honestly what happened. Like, it, it would make more sense to me that they would, you know, that one of them would try and cop a deal as opposed to BG, who's, who's proven many times how loyal he is. But, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I totally get what you're saying, but it's just like, it, it just further illustrates that, like, if Tommy's burned, if Tommy gets burned, he's ready to burn the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, so we finally get the loop closed when Tommy finds Tasha's earring in Keisha's effects, which, um, shout out to, to the internet, because I didn't see it, but a lot of people said that, and these, these people were super sleuths. Um, somebody, a lot of people said during that um, that scuffle between Tasha and Keisha, somebody, a lot of them noticed that Tasha's earring was missing. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. Um, more importantly, a lot of people noticed that it was she was wearing the same pair of earrings that Holly stole seasons ago. I didn't notice that either. Yeah. Um, so shout out to those people and um, shout out to Tommy, the previously on too because I wouldn't have remembered yeah. none of that if it wasn't for the previously on power where yeah. they showed some of that old Holly stuff. Yeah, so Tommy on his uh, to-do list and, you know, errand running goes straight to Tasha. I'm going to let you talk about this scene first. Okay. So, first, Tasha is always just at home, I guess, because every character just keeps coming to her house and finding her there. Um, Plus, ain't no, ain't no kids to watch. True, true. <laughs> she might as well be at home. We got the, the day kids and has been shut down. Um, so, my initial response to the scene was, uh, I, I liked the scene. I thought it was a good scene. Um I liked how I think a lot of things was kind of exposed in this one. So I think in the past, I think Tasha's actually talking, talked herself out of getting that bullet. Cause I think until she started talking about her kids and telling Tommy to make sure you take care of her, uh, of, of Yaz and, uh, Tariq that he would have shot her. Um, but then he started thinking about the loyalty and the things that they did share as a family. And that kind of talked him out of the, talked him back off the edge. I think it still set up the fact that, you know, Tasha is dead to him. Um, I think he still is very hurt by the fact that uh, Tasha killed Keisha. He, you know, lets it be known that she could talk all this stuff about it. She could even show him the paperwork and she could try to make it seem like it had to be something to do, something that needed to be done. But at the end of the day, she still pulled that trigger. And so she still is responsible for, you know, Keisha not being around anymore. Yeah. Um, She mentioned... And it was pretty much what we what we were all saying from the jump. Uh, she was absolutely right. Keisha was not built for this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been warned many times, and you know this was this was partially due to Tommy uh, wanting wanting a connection and wanting family and wanting loyalty so bad it made him turn a blind eye to the fact that it was written on her face and her actions that despite all that tough talk, Keisha was not built for this and uh, we've all called it the moment cash was in jeopardy kate called it the mm-hmm. moment cash was in jeopardy and it's him or her or or tommy it it was a no-brainer like straight up right um so the reason i waited was because of this we gave lala a whole lot of crap on her acting and I think it's only fair. We give a lot of people a lot of crap on their acting on the show, 
I feel like it's only fair that Ituri Naughton gets her 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 time in the under the light for this one because at no point during the you know when Tommy takes that gun out and it's looking like it's about to go down at no point do I feel like she's actually scared for her life mm-hmm. like as much crap as people gave Lala I I believed it more from Lala when she was on that floor before the uh, the scuffle but even more so after like pleading and crying that her life was about to be over um, it the the episode fell kind of flat because there's she just looks like she looks like she's about to get a whooping yeah. like that's what she looks like it, you know I at no point did I feel like her life was ever in danger true I, well you know after they never been a strong the strong showcase on the show anyway Acting has always been subpar for the most part. Uh, I think uh, Notori has had some good scenes. This was not one of her best. Um, she was not very good at it. I didn't like I said. I didn't feel like she was scared, um, but I don't. I think she was going for scared. It just didn't come off as scared. Yeah. Uh, um, so you know, like I said, you can talk about the the bad acting for the rest of your lives until you blow in the face. Um, but I, I just did. I did like. I feel like this was. Um, a true severance between, even though they already had that kind of falling out with uh, when when Tommy screamed on her about Keisha in the past, I feel like that was something they could come back from. I feel like this was yeah. like truly the final nail in the coffin of anything, any special bond that Tommy and Tasha had shared. Yeah, totally. So from there, we get the revisiting of uh, Ghost and Tommy in the back of this warehouse or something along the water. And uh, this, the revisiting of this scene was probably the weirdest of all the re- the revisits. Um, it, it was super rushed. It was super lax. The tension was taken right out of it. Um, it I don't know. It was just like the the, the whole tone of it was kind of off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. Go ahead. It was like it's like they kind of was speeding through it. Like maybe yeah. they was running out of time on the episode, or the episode was going to run long, and they didn't give the like when they redid the Dre and Go scene, you could really see the the differences and and the the different dynamic in it. And this one, they, I feel like they didn't show the same detail on it uh, when it came to the discussion. Even though it was slightly off, I still I still don't feel like they didn't show the same. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. As far as the like, previous one. Yeah, like I actually for a, for a minute, like I actually in the the original cut, I actually felt like. A little bad for Tommy because he really felt like he had nothing. Um, honestly, at this point, you don't get the full impact of everything that's happening around him. But it's just like, and you get ghosts telling him, like, this is on you. Like, I tried to get out from day one. I've been trying to tell you. Hey, which is true. Ghost has been trying to tell him that you can you can do more than this. But, you know, you didn't want that. Um but I, I didn't get any of that feeling. This just seemed like some weird bickering. Um, and then we get the we get the ambush scene, and the ambush scene from this angle was funny to me. Um, the these hit these wannabe hitmen are are coming like inches close from hitting them. There's there's a scene where when Tommy runs up, like to run up in the um, into wherever it is, mm-hmm. and Ghost is covering him. He literally 
literally slips in between bullets. And all I could do was laugh. And I was just mm-hmm. like, this is the weirdest thing. Uh, we get the uh, uh, the return of dead said. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get Tommy saying, yeah, you, these aren't Italians. <laughs> that was you a funny line. I, yeah. When he saw it's a black did, dude, he's like, these I, ain't the Italians. That was yeah. cool. What did you think of it? Uh, like, I said, the, the, like I said, the scene was rushed. Um, I think, like I said, Tommy, uh, whatever the dude name is, needs to be the next Jason Bourne. Because throughout, throughout this entire episode, he did a lot of Jason Bourne type shit. Yeah. Uh, he was a crack shot. He was out maneuvering people. He was uh, sneaking up on cats. So, you know, maybe Tommy should have been, a, instead of drug dealer, he should have been like a secret agent or something. Because uh, yeah. he had some dope moves in this particular uh, episode. Um, but uh, one thing I did like about the scene was that Tommy actually ran out of bullets. Which yeah. is something you never, you, know, yeah. you almost never see on TV. When there's shootouts, people be shooting a thousand rounds from you know, a nine millimeter. So he actually ran out of bullets. Um, and instead of trying to make some type of crazy move where he would still get the bad guy, he was like, shit, I'm out of bullets and got the hell out of there. So I, I appreciated that kind of detail or that nuance of that particular scene. Um, but the, like I said, the rest of it, the, the talk between Ghost and, and Tommy felt rushed, didn't feel the same passion as the previous episode. And then the shootout was just weird in the sense that um, I don't know how these guys missed the shot to begin with. And then how um you know how how tommy just got away out and ghost didn't really play like ghost wasn't really involved in it and i, I still don't understand how he just kind of fell so far behind once the shooting started that tommy right. was able to disappear so quickly right um i gotta i definitely gotta say I, I totally am right on board with you i really appreciated the nuance of tommy not only running out of bullets but realizing he didn't have an extra clip on him yeah he was like, patting his pockets yeah, yeah yeah i definitely appreciated that so i was like okay cool so a bit of realism um which was completely undercut by him running and hopping in the car and driving off and then the uzi dude shooting just emptying the clip and not even dinging the car yeah kate's bmw must be secretly bulletproof man. that's a james bond john or something because either these or either that or these are the worst henchmen that uh, and we might as well say it now because um, did you see the uh the, on the next episode? Yeah, we know the these next, are Tate's. Yeah, man. these are Tate's guys. So Tate must have found these guys off of like Indeed or something, um, because yeah, they were they were horrible, terrible. Um, so Tommy then, uh, he I guess he stops by a gun store, <laughs> picked a, up a new clip, right? A and a silencer. Auto, right? <laughs> he, he found the Grand Theft Auto gun store. And um, in broad daylight, uh, pretty much assaults the safe house. Like it was nothing. Yeah. Fell for the old trash can trick. Which was smooth. I, I, I appreciate his, I definitely appreciate his ingenuity on that. Um, also, I guess, shout out for having a, for a solid metal trash can still being a thing. <laughs> um, Maybe some New York thing. <laughs> right. Uh, how did you feel about him laying waste to these two jobbers? Uh, like I, like I said, it was you know, he was on definitely on some stealth. This is like some video game type stuff. This is like some definitely some video game sneaking around, make knocking on the ground, making some noise. One person like, oh, what's that? Comes over and then all of a sudden you didn't got the drop on everybody. Um, so I mean, like I said, it was cool in the sense that like I said, Tommy could be the next Jason Bourne. Uh, not real, not you know, not very realistic. Um, and then like I said, in broad daylight, and then after that goes into the house. 
uh, moving slow was that even though he saw that the guy asked for backup in right. the text message, and he still was creeping around like he had all the time in the world. Um, and then to kidnap a little white girl in broad daylight. Come on now. Yeah. But, you know. Like it was nothing. Uh, right. And I'm pretty sure, you know, it was a white neighborhood. So they saw a white girl was leaving with a white man. They probably didn't really question it for real, for real. Um, yeah, runs up on Anna, uh, excuse me, um, Elisa Marie. Um, and I like how he gives it about a good 10 seconds of trying to be kind and completely dropping it all right. the time. He's like, you know what? At this, get get your stuff, pack a lunch, let's go, let let's run. Um, I like this, I like that he also has time for comic, comedic lines too. When he, when he's yeah. like, pack your lunch, that is funny. Yeah, in the middle of a kidnapping. I also like the 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 logic that Tommy displayed. Um, it's on your laptop. This uh this f this this highly classified, you know, file is on your sparkly laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how he doesn't buy that because most, you know, most writing dictates that like, if she points to the laptop, uh, he takes it and bails. Right. Um, but no, Tommy always having, well, every now and then having a smart moment, like, Nope, you and the laptop are coming with me. And, um, we get, we get an interesting car ride between the two. And I think one of, one of my favorite parts about this particular, this particular scene was, uh, Elisa Marie is playing it straight and she's keeping things close to the vest and up until that moment she's trying she's protecting Tariq and Tommy because he has no real loyalty to Tariq, to Tariq at this moment says how do you think I found you and you see again acting you see her process like holy shit Tariq set me up mm-hmm. <laughs> And, like, there's a bit of anger on her face. Like, if I ever see him again, I'm going to kill him. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about the the initial shakedown? Uh, yeah, like I said, it was, it was a cool scene. Like, I, I like the they mix with a little bit of humor into it. Um, Tommy actually do some rational thinking. Uh, I mean, thinking, like, you know, like I said, most people just took the laptop when she was like, oh, it's on there. But he was like, mm, that's a little too easy. And then he just took the whole girl to ensure that, you know, everything was good. Uh, as far as the interactions, I, 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 this little girl is a really good actress. Uh, yeah. I think she was really good in this scene, and especially in the later car scene. Uh, you know, once he was kind of taking her back or returning her, uh, yeah. like her range and her emotions. So I, I, I think she was a little good actress. Um, that was a dope scene, though. I, I, I enjoy it because uh, I think she, like I said, she had that realization that you know Tariq is not all he claimed to be as far as her friendship, and that she also is in this. I think in this place where she's like kind of scared of this guy's kidnapping her but i think she's also smart enough to know that he needs something from her so um it's not the end of the line for her especially when she started engaging him and trying to get him to talk about stuff that's something they they teach you in like kidnapping 101 is if you're ever taken by somebody to try to make yourself as human as possible you know talk about uh you know try to make it so they will be less likely to hurt you because they see you as a more of a human than it's just something that they can harm so that, that was kind of dope on her part. I don't know right. if they purposely did that, but that's what I got out of it. Yeah, definitely a dope little car ride. He, of course, takes you back to the loft, and um, he only has one person he can call for help now, which just goes to show how alone Tommy is at this moment. Um, calls Kate to babysit, and uh, we get we get classic Kate being Kate, um, giving her her funniness, but also trying to be the voice of reason here. 
And uh, we, we also get, like, kind of funny lines from Annalise, uh, Anna, uh, Lisa Marie. Uh, she's like, you know, he's like, I can't believe you asked me to babysit. And she's like, I don't need a babysitter. Like, right. Uh, she was typical, like, I'm not a baby. <laughs> right. Typical, typical kid that age sort of thing. Um, so we get the fallout back at uh, Aunt Doris's house um, where she's pretty much blaming uh, Vincent for this. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, Tommy, you know, Tommy's a, a part-time spy. So, you know, there really wasn't much that he could do. So we get the introduction of Uncle Carlo, uh, who seems to be an in, uh, a very imposing guy. Um, and I think this is just just really – I think they do a really good job of honoring mob stereotypes mm-hmm. where it's just like no matter how old the guy is in front of you, you – you show them respect if they're in the in the position of power. Um, how did you feel about that whole uh, the ransom the ransom call and uh, Uncle Carlo pretty much telling Vincent that like yeah this whole the whole course of action the sequence of events all of this is your fault. Yeah. Like how so, did you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I, I think it was cool that Tommy was like kind of peeping the scene out. And not just kind of being like, I thought he was going to kind of like follow them into whoever the meat spot was. I thought that was his initial plan as to why he was spying on the place. Um, but I guess that's, that's not how it ultimately turned out. Um, I do like how they had, they showed the respect of the uncle. Um, like he wasn't in there ranting and raving and threatening to kill people. But you could tell that he meant his business when he, you know, kind of talked to Vincent about like, yo, this is your fault. Uh, you brought Tereski into this. You brought this guy into our lives, and now it's coming back on you. And if it does end up being that this girl get hurt, uh, you know the girl is hurt or something bad happens, you are gonna be the one to blame for it. So this is basically your mess to clean up. Um, so I, I like how they they gave the dude a certain amount of authority, even though you know physically he wasn't some type of big imposing dude and he wasn't ranting and raving and doing all that crazy stuff, but he still had an air of respect about him. So that was dope. Yeah. Um... You mentioned like Tommy kind of spying on the house, which at first I was just like, well, why would Tommy go back? But then I remembered that up at the, until this point, he doesn't know Vincent's involved. Um, so he's pretty confident that nobody else in Benny's crew would actually know Tommy's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just another white guy in the neighborhood. Um, so I thought that was when I put that together, I was like, that's actually pretty smart. Um, so from there we get Kate. Forever making friends is now braiding, <laughs> braiding her uh, hair. Not only braiding her hair, but it's like actually kind of gotten her to kind of warm up and open up to her. They're talking mm-hmm. about boys and everything like that. Uh, to where we get a, a frantic Tommy busting in, um, and this actually gave way to an, a connected scene that kind of it it made something else make sense to me. But mm-hmm. before we get to that, uh, we also get. Elisa Marie, her her cunning, um, you know she she's kind of loosened up, and she gets Kate talking, and Kate names drop name drops Jamie, mm-hmm. and you see her kind of like, okay, is Jamie James? Because she's heard the names before, um, and now she's trying to figure out who Ghost is, and her just kind of taking taking her breadcrumbs and just kind of stockpiling them. Yeah, I think she um, even flat out asked Kate. Does like Jamie have, a nickname? have a nickname? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, that's that's when Tommy busts in. But that sure that little girl wasn't no fool though. Not at all. She definitely had some of her dad's uh, smarts. Yeah, exactly. 
So um, Tommy busts in frantically, uh, frantically uh, angry because, you know, Kate doesn't do what he asked. But at the same time, it's like he he should know his mom by now. You know what I mean? You mm. tell her not to do something, it's going to be the first thing she does. Um, so we get the, the loop back to last week's episode with Paz being the one who's knocking at the door. And this scene replayed again, also rushed. Um, but the thing that I thought was that, that helped me out was when in Paz's episode, when she goes to Tommy's house, Tommy seemed off more off than usual. Like there's obviously the, the, the air of him being startled that she actually showed up to his house, but it seemed like something else was up. And then now we know for me, now I know that it was because he was hiding Kate and Elise Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about that? That that uh, that crossing. Yeah, I think they remixed it a little bit too. Um, yeah. Especially at the part where, uh, and from her point of view, she, Tommy threatened to call the cops on her to get her out of there. And then this one, he didn't do it. He didn't say anything about the cops. Um, but yeah, they, they kind of showcased the same thing that he was nervous. He had some reason to kind of rush her out of there. Um, outside of just her asking to do something that was insane or crazy, that was good that we saw like the twist of it as to why he had to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and they they like you said they definitely remixed the line because last week is she says I want you to kill the man that killed my sister. Yeah, they didn't do all that. They they cut right. all that out. Well, no, no, they they did it, but they name dropped this episode. She comes in and says, "I want you to kill Jamie." I want you to kill the man that kills my sister. To which Tommy replies, you want me to kill Ghost. And there was no name dropping in last oh, week's it? episode. Okay. Maybe I missed but, it. Um, I know he, it was different, though. I definitely knew it was different. Right. So they 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 clearly switched it up this time so that she says Jamie and he says Ghost, which gives Anna Marie the, the piece together of, okay, Ghost is James St. Patrick. Right. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was it was rushed, um, and it didn't feel as impactful. And I guess you know they they skimmed it for time, but at the same time, it just seemed. Even having seen the episode just last week, I don't know. I I don't want to say that this version of it diminished diminished it, but it feel it feels like it was kind of lessened a bit. Um, any any take on that? No, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I, I, I definitely feel like the same thing with the ghost scene. They kind of rushed it. They kind of moved it quickly, uh, more quickly, and it didn't have the same emotional depth or impact as it as it did when it came from Paz's point of view. Um, and that may be, you know, to give them their credit, maybe on purpose, because maybe they don't think Tommy had the same, um, to him it wasn't as important as it is to the other people from their point of view. Like to pause, this was like her last effort of trying to get somebody to take some type of vengeance against uh, the man she thinks killed her or killed or was responsible for the death of her sister. So that's why I was so impactful or so emotional. Um, and from Tommy's point of view, it is just a rush. I need to get her out of here as quickly as possible. I'm, I'm frantic. I'm dealing with other things. I don't have time to deal with pause coming to my house and, you know, making these wild demands. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe say that was the point of it was to make it feel rushed because Tommy from his point of view, was trying to speed, just kind of, you know, getting her out of this quickly as possible, as opposed from the pause side of it, where pause is making this last dish effort 
to try to get some aspect of revenge. All right, and but before we move on to this from this scene, there was one little thing they slipped in there that I really did appreciate. Um, Tommy tells him, tells her to you know pack it up. We we're going. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and do this drop. And um, Kate name drops Cash, and Tommy has the appropriate response of shutting her down. That like you didn't care about Cash at all when Keisha was alive. Don't act like you care about him now. Um, so I definitely appreciate that little touch um, because we'll probably never see Cash again. But I'm glad that like uh, that Tommy at least put some respect on his name. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was yeah, definitely that was a, little, a cool little throwback. It was real quick, uh, but I definitely I definitely appreciate it. So um, as you spoke on earlier, um, we get some we get some some straight up great acting uh, from this actress. Her name is. And I hope I'm I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, Mattia Conforti. And I apologize if I butchered that. But uh, this is this was her just showing off chops and getting her reel together for when she goes to audition for whatever else may come. Uh, who knows? Maybe she'll pop back up in the spinoff. Hopefully she's <laughs> hopefully she's she's sending people after uh, after Tariq. Um, but, yeah, she's just she's just letting it all out like she's she's doing pretty much what you said um making herself seem more human but also just kind of getting to vent um getting to pretty much let out her frustrations because whenever with everything that happened in the i guess episode or two span of her mother dying of an overdose to her father dying and everything in between um I think a lot of people, internet, and just, you know, I, me personally, I was just like, I felt bad for this kid. And uh, I felt good to see this character at least get to kind of speak on some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get the revelation that she, in fact, did overhear what Proctor and Benny were talking about in regards to the fact that Proctor set up, he, he pretty much pushed his his uh, his ex over the edge and let her die. Um how did you how did you feel about that that whole revelation as well as uh the back pretty much just the back and forth between her and Tommy yeah so like I said like you said uh this little girl was a very good actress this is probably one of the best scenes in this entire episode um especially when it came from her point of view uh and I, like I said I think she was just kind of doing that thing where she was kind of making herself human but I think she was also seeing the connection between her and Tommy and then in turn he was seeing the same connection in um in her you know, he he, he kind of bonded over the fact that both of their mothers had drug problems um, and were junkies and weren't necessarily always the best uh, motherly figure for them. So they, they kind of bonded I, over that. Yeah, go ahead. Can I, can I, real quick, does it make me a bad person that when he says, I know that story, my mom's a junkie too, and then she goes, I know. Did it make, did it, does it make me a bad person that I laugh at that? No, because that it, just shows her that she picked up on Kate's weird and yeah. eccentric behavior. <laughs> she's like, I know she's a junkie. I met her. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know why, but I laughed. I feel like I laughed too hard at it, but I definitely laughed. No, nah, I picked on, up on man. that. I mean, that's what yeah. it was. Um, but like I said, they, it was just kind of showing that she was bonded. And I think it, I agree with you were saying that it also was her chance to finally be like, look, uh, a lot of bad stuff has happened to me. Uh, I feel bad about everything that's going on. Um, and then she 
definitely tied herself to Tommy when she said, I'm alone. You know, at this point, her mother was dead. Her father was dead. At this point, she definitely, she doesn't know for a fact that Benny's dead, but she has a strong belief that Benny's dead and not coming back. And she feels alone in the world. And I think that's what Tommy felt um, at that, you know, at that point, Tommy felt more alone than anybody else. He was on, he was on the outs with Dre. In this episode alone, he was on the outs with, not Dre, shit. My mind is all messed up. He was on the outs with Ghost. Uh, he had just cut off Tasha. Him and Tariq wasn't necessarily on no good terms, even though they had, you know, some positive dialogue in this episode. Uh, he know his mother ain't shit. He lost Holly. He lost Keisha. He lost Cash. He lost his business. He lost uh, anybody that was important to him. He had no connections left. So I think he felt at his lowest point when he was driving with that little girl and she was telling her, telling him how much she felt alone, that he really connected with her. And I think that's why he made that decision to ultimately say, just take her back. You know, damn the, damn the recorder for right now. Uh, damn everything else. And he just took her back to her aunt uh, because I think he didn't want to see anything else negative happen to this little girl. How did you feel about um, the the revisiting of uh, the call between Two Bit and uh, Tommy? Oh, so this is when we find out that you know he was throwing mud on VG's name, and VG wasn't a rat, and this you know you know he believed Spank was. Oh, did this when he told him Spank was the rat? Oh, no, uh, this is when he told him that uh, Dre was the one Dre was the one that gave up everybody. Uh, I mean, like I said, it was the same thing because at this point he didn't know about. He just knew somebody was talking about Poncho, and he basically told Two Bit, you know, kick rocks. I can't trust none of y'all mother effers. Um, but he, at, at this point, he did realize, and I think this was also maybe another factor why he let the girl go. That Dre was the biggest threat right now. Yeah. Bigger than getting this recording back was that Dre was still on the streets, and Dre, if Dre was going to do anything, he was going to try to go at Ghost. And when that little girl said, "I'm alone in the world," he, I, I think he really realized that he wasn't alone, because yeah. at that point he was like. Uh, Ghost didn't do all this stuff Ghost did a lot of shitty stuff to me for sure But as far as the immediate stuff that's been going bad in my life That's not Ghost's fault And I can't keep putting that off on Ghost Because Ghost didn't do any of that stuff to me Yeah, they um They slipped in a line That definitely was not in the original cut Um, where he says I'll see you in 20 homie And you get this look from 2-Bit like It's like that? Like you're just gonna let us rot in here and that's where that was another one of those things was just like, I don't totally blame Spank. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Tommy was fine with letting them dudes rot. He was totally okay with it. At the very least. But uh, but uh, to me in that sense, like what what could Tommy do? Is Tommy gonna break him out of jail? No, obviously not. But like just I think if you you gotta look at it from the sense of for me, like they they just got the call from Ghost, a dude who they were not necessarily beefing with, but like they were not on the same team, who who saw their situation was like, hey, you do this for me. And even if it was an empty promise, even if it was just a complete lie, at the very least, Ghost was like, you look out for me, I'll look out for you. Tommy said, can't do nothing for you. Like, I ain't, you know, like, not even a second thought. It's like, good luck in there, buddy. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll holler. But you also got to remember this. Also, once again, it comes on the heels of another cop telling telling him that he, uh, talking to him about a murder that only three people witnessed. 
And those three people are Two Bit, Spanky, uh, and BG. And at this point, I think he told him BG had died, but Two Bit and Spanky. So, to, like, like to me, as far as like not being sympathetic about people getting jail time, when you when you sign up for the game, when you get into that lifestyle, you know jail is a part of it, and you yeah. know that the outside world ain't gonna stop because you in jail. And then Tommy knowing that somebody's talking about a murder that, and then he just BG's dead, so BG ain't snitch. And there's only two other people. So I'd have been saying the same thing. It ain't it ain't like that they went to jail and a cop didn't just approach them that day, question them about a murder that only three or four people know about. So I I, I kind of got to lean more towards Tommy Saturday that, that he's not the bad guy for treating them the way he treated them when he doesn't know who to trust at that point. Right, right. And I'm not I'm not already, I'm not essentially calling him the bad guy, although he is a bad guy. Um, I'm just saying Spank, I think Spank saw the writing on the wall more than than two bit did um like I, I feel like that should have been like the you know you can be a soldier if you want but like hey that this is a, a lot of times this is what happens to soldiers um but some of that's going to come back into to my my revelation after my uh my second viewing at the end um so we get tommy seeing the light literally like mm-hmm. He's, he's finally seeing clearly. Um, and he's pretty much seeing what I've been saying for almost a season and a half. Although Ghost has lied and done some grimy stuff, he didn't do none of this. Like, he's, he's actually innocent of this stuff. The only thing he's guilty of is kind of like lately, is kind of like wanting to move on with his life and not do shady things anymore. Um, so he, like you said, he drops off Anna Marie, Elisa Marie, and he's just like, all right, I, let me go back into, let me save my bro mode. And at, I, I do appreciate him while him kind of reclaiming his sanity for a bit. I appreciate him at least trying to save Tariq's soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where it was just like, I was reminded of just how much the writers betrayed Tariq. Because if ever there was supposed to be a turn for Tariq, to a degree, it should have been here. Uh, the craziest guy on the show is talking a whole bunch of logic to you, but you have this this kind slightly misplaced venom that you just plain don't want to hear it, and that you feel like you you know he should he should still die. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we get we get that other level of his because he gets to call someone a fucking liar um, and be angry. But it, it goes right back to, you know, wooden face. What did, what did you feel about Tommy's plea to Tariq to, to help him save Ghost from Dre? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it shows the more that Tariq is too far gone. There is no coming back for him. Tommy was laying out just straight flacks. Like, yeah, Ghost has done bad things, but the last little bit of stuff that's been going on with us, Ghost had nothing to do with. Ghost is not as bad as we make him out to, make him out to be. And Ghost has always looked out for us, um, even though he hasn't always used the best methods to look out for them. Like, it may not seem like it was in their best interest, but Ghost ultimately, everything Ghost really did was to save, you know, ultimately he saved himself as, as a part of saving the rest of them, but he always was trying to keep the family out of trouble. Keep him out of trouble, keep the family out of trouble, keep Tariq out of jail, keep Tommy out of jail, you know, you know, doing his best to protect them. And I think Tommy tried his best to make... um. Tariq see this, 
But Tariq is so blinded by this this rage, this misplaced rage, to be honest with you, because we talked about this a bunch of times on the show. The worst thing Ghost ever did to Tariq was to try to stay away from a life of crime. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course he lied to him, but, you know, parents lie to kids, especially when they don't think kids are ready to do things. But what 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 has he ever done to him other than try to put him in the best schools, try to make sure that he didn't have to be a corner boy, try to stay him away from trying to deal and sell drugs. And at every turn, all Tariq ever does in response is to you know, buck against it or try to go down that same path, even though it's misguided and, and unplaced. And, it, and it's led to this venom that you, like you said, that he has for his father. I got that from you. Just, just so we're clear. Like what? that's not all that I got the venom term from you. Oh, okay. That, well, that's all yours. That's whatever all yours. It may come from, but you know, we don't want to me. I don't think they've done enough to showcase why Tariq should be so mad as that. Yeah. Um, but you know, as we see in, in this scene, he basically like, look, Tommy, like, look, I'm going to save my brother. I want you to come help me save your father because it's the, you know, he, he, this family. We can go back to being a family again. And Tommy, once again, went back to that line of if we go save ghosts, we stop Dre. We can all let all this stuff be behind us. It can all be like dead and we can all go be a family again. But Tariq at this point don't want to be, a, I guess, he tired of being a family and he tired of his dad or whatever it may be. So he was like, no, nah, I'm not with it. If Dre get ghosts, that's on him. And then Tommy did the right thing and just said, okay, so be it. I'm going to still go try to save my brother. I'm going to still go, go and try to stop ghosts. I mean, stop Dre. All right. So we're going to, we're going to put a bookmark on that, uh, on that scene. Um, so in the next scene, if, if Elisa Marie's actress wasn't putting together that car scene for her, for her future audition reel, Joseph Sakura definitely, Put in his bed to be an action star in this next scene. <laughs> the Vinny, yeah, yeah, Vinny, uh, Vincent. I don't, know why I don't keep calling that man Vinny. Man, um, the the action just ramps up. <laughs> they they corner this man, which I, I don't know. I guess the mob they they just have good night, good vision at night because Tommy wasn't driving a noticeable car, but they they still managed to to corner him. But it honestly didn't matter because, uh, you know, Tommy pulled out them them MI6 moves and took down a fleet of dudes um, and Vincent. Down goes Vincent. Um, Vincent is such a dumbass, but I, and he did the typical bad guy move. If you got a gun in somebody's head and this guy has just killed all of your boys, don't say shit to that man. Shoot him in the head. But he right. wanted to start giving a monologue about, oh, why did blah, 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 blah. Man, it's the rule. that's why his man's dead. <laughs> It's the rules. Dummy. That that's those are the rules. When you're the boss, when you're the when you're the big bad boss, that that's the rule. Like you gotta give the speech. Otherwise, like, you know, some 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 shenanigans happen, there's a flag on the play, and you die anyway. That those are the rules, man. So um from there we get we get the Dre scene, which they they played it up differently. I like the way they played it in Dre's version, to be honest, because it looks like it honestly looks like um, Dre sees Tommy and Tommy kind of smirks at him and then disappears. Whereas in this one, Tommy sees him and is just like, let me move. Like, he, he thinks he might be too late. He, of course, is. And um, we get probably one of the best scenes of this series. Um, Tommy actually finds Ghost. And we get we get a really dope 
death scene, which I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of conspiracy theorists uh, threw their phones out the window at this point. Uh, they, won't was, let, it, they won't let go this go, ghost faked his death thing. They still talking they, about it. We literally, serious? this point we have literally, I was online earlier, we have literally seen this man die. And Tommy's Tommy's arms and or Tommy's hand, Tommy's holding his hand when he passes away, and people still saying, "Oh no, nah, he faked his guess." They keep or they keep saying, "No, go." He said, "Go's dead," but James St. Patrick is alive. I'm like, let it go. The the, the uh, whatever name is Courtney, whatever name is, it said multiple times, "This man is dead," and people just can't accept it. And I think that may be a part of just the love of the character. So you know, good on Omari's part for making people yeah. love him. But let her go. That man is dead. Also, shout out to him for getting like the cushiest of uh of work shifts for these episodes. He only got to show up for like two or three scenes, and he can go about going about his business. I, I, I feel like he he deserves a break. So shout out to him. He just had to lay on the floor for this uh this scene. There was another scene where there was the shooting scene, but you know that didn't look that yeah. rehearsed. And the um, other scene was the one where he was on stage. I feel right. They announced he was the. They probably did that candidate. in one take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they probably used a stand-in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like great acting on Hardwick's part and Takora's part. Um, just this exchange between these two, um, ghost acting through blood, which is a tough thing to do convincingly. Mm-hmm. Um, we we see that Tommy knows he sold a killer ghost. Like they, he saw, he saw the killer, and, and he he was about to take his shot. But to me, and, I uh, think this leads into the fact that it has to be either Tosh or Tariq, because if it's Tate or Sax, I don't think Ghost calls him off. Right. Um. Well, I, I this, this kind of has to deal with my bookmark, but we'll get we'll get to that later. All right, real quick, let me um, let's work. Right. Quick. I, I I did really um, like the scene. I like I said, I like the. Uh, the, the the brotherly bond between the two and I like that they got closure. Yeah. I like yeah. that, you know, Tommy made it clear to Ghost, even though Ghost was on you know dying that I'm you know, I, I wasn't here tonight to hurt you. I was here to help you and still was like, You gonna make it, brother, you know, trying to hold the wound and, and, and do what he could to comfort him. Um and Ghost, you know, recognizing that his brother was there to help him. Um and even like stopping his brother from taking one last drastic act of hurting whoever that was that he could have got the shot off on. So I, I I appreciate the dopeness of that, and I appreciate it that that they did. Uh, if nothing else, before Ghost died, they got to end their, his life on good terms with each other. Yeah, I, I'm I'm 100 with you on that. Um, so okay, I think I think there's a minimal time skip that they're that they've been downplaying. Um, because in the next scene we see Tommy walk in, and you know Kate's still kind of in mourning um and the same way that it seems super weird to us that like in one scene he's announced being dead and then the next scene they're at the they're they're you know dividing up his estate mm-hmm. i think they're downplaying a time skip uh, because it, it doesn't make sense to me that tommy would just leave ghost's dead body and then just kind of casually walk into kate's house yeah, and Kay had already talked to the lawyer at that point because she had exactly the packet for Tommy and also whatever Ghost had given her. Exactly, and and this would explain Tommy being able to clear out the loft. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think they're downplaying a time skip. Um, so Kate truly believes that Tommy killed Ghost. Um, 
which is wild because now Tommy's getting the ghost treatment where he's telling the truth, but because he's lied so much, no one believes. Well, in this case, no one being Kate does not believe him. Um, and she starts, she starts hitting low talking about, you know, he was jealous because he got all the girls (laughs) and he had vision and the fact that he saw life beyond Queens, which I mean, that one you could definitely argue as being factual. Um, a lot of people hated ghost idea of being more than a drug dealer. But but it's crazy that she praised him for that when she literally shitted on her own son exactly. early in the episode for wanting to leave to go to California. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, that's the flaw of every character of power. Um, for the most part, they're all hypocritical. Um, so... Real quick about that scene, I I do like that the mom spazzed on him because I think it did give Tommy the final closure to be like, there really is you know there really is nothing left for me in New York. Yeah. Um. The one person I had left that was even close to being my family was my mother, and she basically chose, uh, um, somebody else over me. Not because he was like I'm your old flesh and blood, and this is and she was talking more like that some ghost was her son more than than Tommy was. Or she was so yeah. happy that she didn't need him no more because Ghost left her a little bit of money or whatever it may be. So I, I, I like that. Um, I, I like that Tommy kind of got like, look, shit, I ain't got nothing else to be here for. Why? Why am I still hanging around? Why do I have to still keep being involved in this, this foolishness? Um, and what left? You know, there was nothing left for him to be to in New York. Now the Ghost was dead. Tariq basically told him "fuck you" when he went to tell him to save Ghost, and then of course Tasha killed. You know the love of his love of his life, quote unquote, unquote. You know what I mean. So, dope scene, nice little uh, and like that's the last we see of Kate. That was a nice little rap of her. Yeah, that yeah. lady, I don't know where I know her from, but I feel like I seen her some other work. So she was a good little actress too. Right. So um, we get Tommy taking one last look at the loft, and somehow, in ghost uh, free time. Managed to find somebody to fix up Tommy's car. Man, that was a sweet little last parting gift. Yeah. My question is, if Ghost didn't die, when was he was he going to give him the car ever? I'm going to say yes. Um, I'm going to say, in a perfect world, Ghost gets to go to Albany. And he says, you know, hey man, you may hate me for life, but one day you'll realize you'll he hopes he prays that one day um that uh you know Tommy finds closure and hopefully this helps and he tells him where to look for the car mm-hmm. um so we get we get two bit delivering the news that spank is out and that uh that dre is gone and uh we get another one of those weird logic things where Spank having just been signed papers to be put in witness protection is still around the hood? Right, just strolling through his regular neighborhood. Like I was, because at first I thought like maybe they just let him go, but I was like no, she literally, Blanca literally said you can go to witness protection and was waiting for the transport. And meanwhile he walking around Queens with a strawberry uh, Nesquik. A strawberry milk. Yeah. And, and chips. So, I don't know. Maybe he was just happy to be out, and he just wanted whatever he could get. But it was super weird. Um, 
but we do have i i did i did appreciate the fact that spank kept it real with him you know Tommy was like you think i'd blow up my whole or my my own organization and spank kept 100 to save your own yes yes i believe you would do anything to save your own ass which is fair um and we get some great acting on tommy's part because he really does paint this picture that you know what i'm over all this i'm about to be gone so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of let this go mm-hmm. and i'm gonna let you, i'm gonna go ahead and let you finish that scene out <laughs> so you know they talking about it and then for some reason spank was like well damn i gotta know where you're going like instead of just being like if tommy would have gave me at least any type of hesitation that he might let me go i would have walked out of there so fast but uh spank was dying to know where tommy was going and I think Tommy Hill with a classic line, uh, okay, I'll tell you, but if I have, if I tell you, I have to kill you. And then he just says California, and before he basically got, you know, the last of the California out of his mouth, shot Spank right through the eye. And Which, bye-bye, Spank. Yeah. It's like I, I have a love-hate relationship with stuff like that. Like you could pop you could pop Spank not, practically from the hip. He didn't aim or nothing. Pinpoint through the eye. Um, but well, you know, Tommy is, is a marksman. He's Jason Bourne when he He's wants Jace to Bond, be. Yeah, when he wants to be. Because if you can pull that off from from your driver's side window without fully aiming down sight, once again in broad daylight, in broad daylight, because no one else is around. I also like how Tommy gets his his ridiculously loud muscle car back. No one hears that, but I love the fact that Spank heard the engine rev and, and he knew. Immediately, he was like, looking, "This try to be trouble." He was like, without even looking, he knew it was Tommy. Um, but yeah, in broad daylight, if you could pull that off, you you kill both those dudes at, during that shootout earlier. Right. Like Tommy, Tommy should be a Call of Duty like kill streaker. Like he he shouldn't be missing shots if you could pull that off. But you know, you TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we get one last uh, interaction between him and Elisa Marie, um, who you know he comes for the he. The crazy thing was he didn't even really come for the for the uh, for the for the recording, but her I guess being grateful, also again being a naive child, uh, she gives him one, and she sees him destroy it. And for whatever reason, gives him the other one. Um, and but I do appreciate the fact that Tommy says, "Hey, if you ever feel the need to come see me about it, I understand." Right. Very so Kill I'd Bill. Love to see that. You ever see yeah. Kill Bill? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's very reminiscent of the the bride with the bride tells Vivica Fox's daughter. It's yeah. like you may feel some type of way about this. Um, and if you ever come to me, it's, no, it's not going to be no hard feelings. If you ever feel like you need to come see me about it, you know, it's going to be whatever it's going to be. But, you know, I totally understand if you do want to come see me about what you think I did to your father. Because he never confirmed whether he did kill her or not. But she's not an idiot. Um, and, uh, you know, I think she definitely knows that he probably uh, killed her. Uh, so I, w- I will be curious to see, do we get a sequel 10 years from now? At least Marie grown up, finally plotting a revenge against Tommy. Um, or do they just make a, a buddy uh, father daughter comedy with these two? I could watch either one. Right. And uh, we we close out with Tommy essentially uh, 
leaving Queens to, yeah. the, to the soundtrack of Regulate. I'm about to say, I thought about you. I know you love some Nate Dog, man. And all of a sudden, oh, yeah. you hear Regulate pop up. Uh, it was it was bittersweet. Um, I'll explain why um, in a minute. But uh, that's how we end the episode. So, what, what was your what were your thoughts? I think this was a, a, a fitting way to, to send Tommy off. Um, you couldn't have both to- – because a lot of speculation going into this last season was who was going to be who was going to make it to the end, who would still be alive to the end. And you can't kill Tommy and Ghost. So the fact that they definitely have killed off Ghost, the fans would have rioted if you also killed Tommy. So I, I think it's nice that they gave Tommy a some closure. I think they let him um, – even though he's not going to be a different person, I think he's still going to be involved in – the street life drugs and all that type of stuff but it did give him some closure to um rectify all the stuff with his family um his own thoughts of being alone um his own thing of of, of being in ghost shadow or, or or i feel like he was lesser than ghost i think you know all, a lot of the stuff was kind of resolved in this episode and it was a hell of a send-off for tommy um but i and i also like the fact that it sets up the possibility of because there's supposed to be multiple sequels now I don't know if the if the the one that's supposed to be the one that's already in production, uh, Power Book Two, will feature Tommy at all. Or I think that's the sequel that's mainly going to focus on maybe Tariq. But I think this sets up the fa- the possibility that there, there may be a Tommy's Adventures in California, Power, uh, sequel somewhere down the line. Um, so you know maybe the character can take a well, not the character but the actor may take a couple of years off or you know, do some other stuff if he wants to do or just take a break from being Tommy for a while. But it opens up the door that there's a possibility that we can get some more Tommy later in life. And I know a lot of people who may not watch a Tariq spinoff will definitely watch a Tommy spinoff. Alright. So, like I said, the first time I watched it, I was just like, something seems, something seemed off to me. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And it wasn't until I watched it the second time. And, um, the thing that sat right with me was that I'm not cool with Tommy getting a happy ending. I get it. He's a fan favorite. And, you know, I'm not going to say I hate him, but with everything that Tommy has done, like he, with the exception of losing Keisha, he practically got off unscathed. And that just, I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent on board with that. I'm not going to lie with like it's just i i I wasn't really feeling it from a story standpoint it's just like how does this dude get away with so much stuff he literally got away with murder this entire series like he literally got away with murder yeah he killed about 20 people yes or more he, he got roughed up by the uh the the crazy russian dudes or the serbian dudes at one time and keisha getting killed what were his only two real L's. But the dude who from jump just wanted to get out of the drug game and and have an honest life dies. I, that's what, when I put that together, I was like, that's why I, I, I wasn't as hype. Great episode. Don't get me wrong. But if that ain't the, epitome of white privilege this dude got away with so much stuff but the black dude just trying to clean up his act dies yeah. Dead. Like I, said, I definitely feel you on that and i'm pretty sure some people that that may have similar facilities that feel like tommy should have been punished in some type of way um but i think the majority of power fans 
I go only to the fact that they they love that Tommy got away, that they love that Tommy kind of got his happily together after, um, even though probably it's no probably about it. He definitely didn't deserve it based on his actions. Right. And we we talking about the world that we live in, you know, regular citizens who are generally good people. You know, this guy is a psychopath, murdering. I mean, he's a serial killer basically. He's killed. In this episode alone, he killed about ten people. Yeah, he killed Cedric and Latina. He killed the two Italian dudes outside the house. He killed Vincent and about six or eight of Vincent's goons. He killed about ten ten people in this one episode alone. So he definitely he, not he a boy a fresh scout. Start. Yeah, he but he gets he gets the fresh start. Like that didn't fully sit right with me. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I didn't know that there were going to be multiple spinoffs. Um, yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a prequel too. So like, I, I, uh, it's supposed to be a, a handful of different things that, that that they may go down different paths. I think, and it may you know, just because they had the idea or they you know pitched a series doesn't mean it'll actually come to air. But I think right. there's at least discussions or talks if you listen to Fifty Cent and believe Fifty Cent of a couple of sequels and it may be a prequel. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I think I'd. I'm not going to say I wouldn't be opposed to watching the adventures of Tommy, but I don't know. I just felt like it, this won't, this was not how it was supposed to go. Um, but you know, I'm not, a, I'm not the writer. So, um, that bookmark we spoke of. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say it now. Tasha shot ghost. You think so? I Wh- know. Why so. do you say that? So, um, that, that scene where ghost, not go, excuse me, where Tommy meets with Tariq and he's pretty much laying down how the guy who wants to kill your father is on the way to the place you just left. He gets like, it's, it's clear that Tariq is not at truth or going back to truth. Um, you also got to remember that he's been talking to Tariq for a while. There's no way ghost has been laying on that floor shot that entire conversation. Um, because he still has he still has to get ambushed by uh, by Vincent, so that only leaves Tasha because it, it has no business being Sax or Tate. Um, so Tariq didn't shoot him; hmm. like Tariq left. Also, there's the line in there that um, when when Vincent gets hemmed up and he's just like, you know, I'm I'm gonna get you for that that mess you put Tariq through, and he and Vincent says, "How do you think I found you?" Tariq ratted out um, Tommy. Right. So, timing-wise, I don't see Tariq going back to truth, you know, knowing that uh, knowing that Dre's on the way to possibly kill him. Mm-hmm. So, Good and, theory. and looking theory. at, yeah, looking at the, looking at the response, like, it, it has to be Tasha, because he's, he's the only one that would get that, res- she's the only one that would get that response. If it's Sax, he just, he just shoots. Um, Tate too. I, I, he don't even know Tate. Yeah, he don't even really know Tate. He just and like yeah. So for that to be that response, you know, if it's Tate, he 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 doesn't react that way. He goes, "Who is that?" Um, it's. I mean, he could respond that way to Sax, but the fact that we see Sax casually at uh, Angela's gravesite tells me that Sax didn't do it. Because remember, he's supposed to be getting ready to be arrested anyway. Yeah. Um. So it, it has to be Tasha. I mean, I, I I can't say it being Saxon Tate just in the fact that they're not big enough characters. It, it has to yeah. be to me either Tasha or Tariq, and we'll I mean we'll ultimately see which one it is. 
to me, the, to me, the thing that's confusing is in this final five episodes, Pause is going to get a full episode devoted to herself. Why Tyreek and Tasha is probably going to have to share that that last episode because Tate. they make some. This episode, next episode is Tate, and it's only two episodes left. And I'm assuming Tate and Sax are going to get mixed up together for this next one, maybe. And then Tasha and Tariq will have to share episode when they get Pause her own solo episode. Yeah, like I said, gross misuse of time. It's stupid. Yeah. But anyway, it, it's weird. Like they have, they when they have their 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 home runs, it's like this is like you you guys really did this. But when they have their misses, they're huge misses, and it's just like there there's really there's there, there's their balance episodes. But like with your last five episodes, when you sit down for planning, how does nobody in that room of planning say, "Pa should not have her own sixty minutes." How does no one in that room say that? Um, but hey, maybe they was overruled. You never know. Possibly. But we're going to see. I'm, I'm interested to see. We got two episodes. I've I, I got two episodes left uh, to go. These last five has been up and down, up and down. So it may be another trash episode. Uh, I'm trying to decide do I care enough about Tate to really want to follow him to the lead up to, to Ghost's death. I mean, I, I feel like he's a good character, but I also feel like... He he's above the level of pause, but not above the level that I really care about his final right. his lead up. So we'll see how it goes. I think I think I'm watching for uh, for Assassin Cedric the Entertainer. And that should be fun. Yeah, he got yeah. to get some lines from yeah. the preview. So we'll see how it goes. To, you don't get to just be dead. I mean, hey, it's an easy check. But uh, yeah, we get to see a bit more uh, serious acting maybe from uh, Cedric the Entertainer, and uh, we're gonna find out where. Um, where Tate buys his hoodies and jeans. <laughs> all right. Anything else before we get up out of here? Nah, man. It's all always the same. You know, please rate, like, review, comment. If you want to, uh, we only got two episodes left. If, but, you know, we're not selfish. We'll be willing to share the airtime with anybody that wants to hop on. If you got a couple of thoughts, you can sit through the whole episode. Or if you want to hop in and just say your little one or two things that you might want to say, feel free to uh, hit me up on, um, you know, the IG or through the uh, email. Everything is the PLP podcast. Um, the email is the PLP podcast at gmail.com. Everything else is just the PLP podcast. Uh, wherever you find great podcasts, let us know. You heard the man. Be sure to hit us up. Like, rate, review, subscribe, uh, share, all that good stuff. Talk to us. We see the likes. We know you have thoughts. Talk to your boys. We don't bite. All right. Um, I, of course, am always am Triple D. You can find me on Off the Clock Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-A, Clock Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my podcast is wherever you type in Off the Clock in whatever podcast uh, platform you're searching. And my host, that's you. Oh, my bad. It's Carlos <laughs> D. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Alright. Every week I go through the same thing of this download. <laughs>